Hello everyone, this is Amelia Rose and you are listening to my newly revised podcast entitled In Search of Meaning. Please note that nothing has changed but the name of this podcast. Therefore, you can still find me on all the major social media platforms. And remember, after each episode, you can join the conversation on Facebook and leave your comments. Now, I should tell you that the reason behind all of these changes had to do with the story you will hear today. So not only did I change the name of the podcast, but I felt the need to change the focus of the content as well. So I encourage you to take this journey with me and become one of my loyal listeners from around the globe. This week's episode is entitled, What Will You Be Remembered For? And it tells the story of a 58-year-old accomplished Nigerian entrepreneur, once farm boy. His name, Femi Otidola. One could say that Femi was born with a gold spoon in his mouth, but it was his early beginnings with his father and his business that led him to venture out in his own success story. He became one of Nigeria's most formidable philanthropists and owner of some of Nigeria's largest oil and gas subsidiaries. Now, as much as I would like to spend most of the time on this episode to tell you about his business successes, I think it is worth hearing of the human being that he really became. I chose to share with you a profound lesson that Femi learned over the course of his life. And that same story he shared with a radio announcer years ago. In an interview, Femi was asked what made him the happiest in life. He told the announcer that he had gone through four stages of happiness in life, and now he finally understands the true meaning of happiness. So let's follow his story as he outlined it to the radio announcer. The four stages of his journey in search of happiness, he said, made a difference in his life. And he began with the first stage, which he said had to do with the accumulation of wealth and means. But as he spoke, he assured the announcer that at that stage of his journey, he did not get the happiness he sought. He went on to describe the second phase where he said he collected valuables and items to fill the spaces around him. Again, he explained that he soon learned 
that the effects of these things he collected were temporary and the luster of most valuable things, he said, did not last as long as the costs for them. Femi went on to describe the third stage of his search for happiness. And he said that was securing large projects. One of these projects was holding 95% of the diesel supply in Nigeria in particular, but on the continent of Africa in general. He added that he became the largest vessel owner in Asia and Africa, but quickly went on to assure the announcer that none of these things still provided the happiness he sought. Now, if you were like me, and I think you are to some degree, you must be asking yourself, what on earth will it take to make this man happy? After all, he had everything he was supposed to need at his age. He's the Nigerian version of Jeff Bezos, Amazon's founder and richest man in the United States. Well, what I can say is that if you stay tuned after a brief interlude, we will discover the secret to a farm boy's happiness. Welcome back to In Search of Meaning with Amelia Rose. Before the break, we left off at the third stage of happiness as experienced by billionaire and philanthropist Femi Otidola. So let's join again to hear as he continued this happiness journey and what it entails. When he continued his interview with the radio announcer, the radio announcer pressed him about his quest for happiness. So he went on to describe the fourth stage, which he explained with a story of his own. He recounted an event when a friend asked him to purchase wheelchairs for some disabled children in his city. These were approximately 200 kids in all. Of course, as you can imagine, this is a small act of kindness for a man of such worth. So he honored his friend's request and immediately bought the wheelchairs. Now, when it was time to have the wheelchairs delivered, his friend insisted 
that he go with him to hand over the chairs to the children. Now, this was just a small inconvenience for Femi, but being the person that he is, he again complied. At the event, Femi described having the chairs delivered to each child and watching the glow of happiness on each face. He said he watched each child sit in his and her chair, moving around and having fun with their new gift. He also described the children's glee to that of arriving at a picnic spot where they were sharing a jackpot winning. I don't know if you could imagine what that feels like. I can imagine. The billionaire went on to describe a feeling of joy inside of him, but added that something more amazing happened when he turned to leave. He told the radio announcer, that one of the kids grabbed his leg and that he tried hard to free his leg only to feel the child gripping tighter. Femi went on to say that he bent down to ask the child if there was something else that he needed. But the child smiled and said, I want to remember your face so that when I meet you in heaven, I will be able to recognize you and thank you once again. The billionaire philanthropist said what that child gave him that day not only made him happy, but changed his attitude about life completely. Now, he described this feeling of joy and tears filled my eyes and my heart was overwhelmed with joy just imagining, just visualizing that whole um, moment. So I want to continue by just saying to everyone listening, many might not know that research shows that being memorable involves the act of looking, listening, and feeling. Now, whether we realize it or not, we meet people every day, and the impressions we create, be they memorable or not, are interpreted by them. So what I would encourage my listeners to do is to understand that you and I should always endeavor to make our impressions very intentional. There are some people, however, who impress others with their adornment, but so you know, making a good impression is more than flamboyance and fashion. 
There was a study done with students and their teachers, and that study revealed that the teachers who turned out to be the most memorable were those the students found to be positive, compassionate, and having a good sense of humor. I don't know if you can remember your teachers who had any of those qualities. Mine were far and few between. Anyhow, that brings me to the final and probably most important aspect of being memorable. That is the way people make us feel. In other words, did you have any emotional connection with anyone you met or spent time with? Unfortunately, if you measured impression by your sight alone, you would have missed a lot in the impression arena. But if you have been blessed to experience a person's affective presence, you would have been left wanting more. You see, you would have felt happy and loved. You would have felt wanted so much so that when you leave their emotional space, you would be wanting to be with them again soon. This is what people remember most about others. And that's my measure of a memorable impression. So, as with Femi, whose face the child wanted to remember, I want to close with something that Wendy Patrick, a trial lawyer and minister, said when she was asked about her feelings of something or someone being memorable. She remarked that when you are genuine rather than gregarious, others will always remember you. Couldn't have said it better myself. So, I want to thank you for listening today. And remember the new name of the podcast, In Search of Meaning. But again, nothing else has changed. So, I want to remind you to join me on all the major social media platforms and join the conversation on Facebook after this and each and every episode. I thank you and I look forward to having you again next time.